IoT or the Internet of Things is a domain that is getting a lot of traction in India. The government of India is spending big funds to boost the electronics manufacturing industry in India. And in today's episode of the Zista podcast, we're going to go deeper into this subject and get some answers for you. Welcome to the Zista podcast, where we invite industry leaders and academicians to answer questions that students have within a specific subject area. Joining me today is Ashish Chintal. Ashish has over 20 years of experience in the business and technology domain. He's a Stanford lead alumnus. He holds an MBA from NMIMS and he's completed his BE in electronics and telecommunications from Mumbai University. In the course of his career, Ashish has played diverse roles, everything from business development, partnerships, product management, program management, and operations. Currently, Ashish heads strategy and business operations for Napino Digital Solutions. He has worked with leading brands like Lenovo, Vodafone, Airtel, Mobilium, and Ernest & Young. Welcome to the show, Ashish. Thank you for making time in your day and coming here to talk to us. Thank you, Amit, uh, and thank you, Zista Podcast, for inviting me. Um, I'm glad to be interacting with uh, the students community and put across the message on what's happening in the electronics and the IoT industry, and more specifically in the manufacturing space. So uh, glad to share my experiences and my perspective. Let's just dive in. Absolutely. So why don't we start with a very basic question? I think it'll really set the tone for our discussion. What is IoT and how does it work? Awesome. So uh, IoT by definition is Internet of Things which essentially means that uh, you take a dumb device uh, or an appliance uh, which traditionally used to work by itself. You had a switch on, switch off, or a remote button. Right Now, uh, what we are doing is we are adding a layer of connectivity onto it. And the connectivity, there are multiple options. There is Bluetooth, there is Wi-Fi. And what we already know is through our mobile phone, 2G, 3G, 4G. So you can add any of those connectivities and then send some data from that device uh, as to what is happening. For example, uh, the water is now heated. If we consider an example of uh, sure. a small water heater, uh, it will then uh, push that data onto the cloud. And then cloud uh, cloud is not really a cloud, but it is a set of servers uh, deployed across, for example, uh, AWS, or uh, uh, which is Amazon Web Services, or... Right. or or Azure, Microsoft uh, Azure, or there is a GCP by Google. So there are a right. bunch of cloud providers who essentially collect data from these IoT devices. And there is algorithm or logic placed into those uh, mechanisms, which is nothing but a platform in that intelligence. It will then push back some commands back to that device to say, hey, now you switch the device off. Or you can also come up with a programming that, uh, taking the same example of smart water heater, uh, switch on the uh, water heater at uh, 9 a.m. every day and switch off at uh, 9 10. Uh, or when I'm coming from office, then switch it on at uh, 6 30 p.m. and switch it off at 6 40. Now, this kind of uh, access or feature were not available earlier. So, this is what smart. Uh, uh, our devices are being converted into with the help of IoT. And there are a bunch of examples and we can dive into some of those for better clarity. But to summarize uh, for the audience, 
it is nothing but uh, you're adding a level of intelligence to uh, to sense something so there are sensors then you're communicating that information over a connectivity layer and there is an intelligence sitting somewhere on the platform which can direct it to act in a particular way so that's in a simple way what iot is it's really good uh, you know the this, this description you gave and i remember for a long time i was working in telecom and you know we 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 had the situation where we realized we're going to run out of ip addresses so yeah. we shifted from ipv4 to ipv6 you know which yeah. basically supports more uh, digits in the ip address and one of the main reasons why this happened this shift happened is because there was a clear anticipation that there would be millions perhaps billions of devices which will be connected to the internet you know so it's 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 really fascinating you know and i think that there are so many different careers that students can actually explore in different parts of the spectrum so i before we get there i wanted to ask you ashish what attracted you to join you know the electronics manufacturing industry and you know have a play in iot yeah so uh, if if you look at my career i started with telecom again uh, so i spent a lot of time uh, in the technology operations at uh, vodafone erstwhile it used to be hutch uh, it used to be orange basically hutch and then vodafone i also i was part of that journey and uh, uh, then uh, i i pursued an uh, mba program uh, leaving my job then i worked uh, in consulting uh, for anshan young and then i uh, did uh, product management for a us based company so i had exposure of uh, telecom industry then i had exposure of it industry and uh, then i again went back into telecom but this time it was on the business side of things earlier it was all technology but now i was working uh, as a business lead uh, pan india for uh, airtel and then uh, when when i had the spectrum of Uh, IT electronics the piece that was missing was the hardware side of things so that's what attracted me uh, to join uh, this uh, area which is iot which which had in iot it is everything so there is an it intelligence there is a connectivity which is telecom then there is a hardware uh, so it's putting across all together and bringing it into play so that kind of attracted me because that would cover the whole area because these devices these days uh it is not just it or a mobile application uh, everything is moving towards say a smart speaker uh, we have alexa or uh, or a google device in our home so all the intelligence is coming uh, into one device which is an iot device and uh, when you look at telecom uh, the number of sim card that can be sold is is related to number of people who are there on the planet but if you look at an iot device every home can easily today it would be easily about 10 to 12 devices iot devices yeah. each home have and now that is going to drastically change right from uh, doing plantation work if you need to do in your home or uh, control the water flow uh, or, or uh, as i as i took the example of uh, smart uh, water heater so all applications will come with iot connectivity and that's where the explosion of uh, connectivity will increase and the iot will flourish so that was kind of an area that this is an exciting area for me and uh, that's why i pursued this option awesome so it was really exciting for you that's that's pretty clear you know you're speaking with a lot of passion and it just shows and uh, you know that's really really nice now uh, i see you know india today is a major player in global electronics manufacturing and it's rapidly becoming a manufacturing hub i would say for electronic devices 
The yeah. sector is actually going to cross 300 billion US dollars by 2026. That's the long-term projection. And the government of India is really pushing the domestic electronic manufacturing scene. So uh, from your perspective, what impact will this have on our economy? And how can engineering students benefit from this wave? Oh, amazing question. Uh, so I was just checking some reports recently. Um, so, so the whole world today is uh, dependent largely on China when it comes to electronics uh, devices procurement. Uh, and even as uh, India, uh, we have a trade de deficit of about $100 billion uh, annually. For the first time, we've surpassed that, that. In fact, that increased after COVID. And uh, we procure about $30 billion of uh, electronics from China. First of all, there is a huge trade gap uh, with uh, China. And more so specifically, electronics is what contributes to the most of that. Now, what the uh, this gap does is uh, because there is a trade gap, trade deficit, what we are essentially doing is uh, the whole consumption that can happen by local industries within India are now dependent on someone uh, who is manufacturing in China. So right. first of all, there is a political risk. If someone can cut the cord uh, one fine day for whatever reason, so that's a risk. And imagine if uh, we are deprived with mobile phones or if you want to purchase a mobile phone, uh, which has gone faulty, and for whatever reasons, uh, they tell you that it will take three months to deliver or six months to deliver. We can't live with that, right? So that's why it is important that uh, we uh, we are not over dependent on a particular country or or an import kind of a scenario, which means uh, we need to create local industries. So what this also does is because of the trade deficit, we are essentially helping an uh, another country or another uh, manufacturing hub in another country uh, prosper because we are giving them money. We are oh, sure, we're the customers in this context. Yes. Uh, and this, what this is also doing is the local industries are now not able to compete with them. So it's a spiraling effect because if we put that money here and let the local companies grow, they will grow and they will then be in a position to compete with them, which is today not happening. So somehow we need to have policies, which government of India is now doing, is uh, helping uh, with a lot of uh, incentives, I would say, a uh, lot of uh, better subsidies, subsidies uh, plus the duty structure, import duty structure, so that we promote local industries. So what has not been happening over last, I would say, uh, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, that we are we are trying to change now. It's going to be a difficult task. It, it would not happen overnight, but that is a process which is happening. Uh, that's one. Second, uh, there are uh, some countries, uh, because of the political reasons, uh, uh, many of those countries don't want to deal with uh, China, for example. Right. Uh, they are looking at an alternative where they can get their manufacturing done. Because everyone right. wants to protect their interest on, uh, uh, um, don't want to put their eggs, all eggs in one basket. So they need to have an alternative. And they're also doing it by setting up local manufacturing facilities in India. They're also having a lot of, uh, again, uh, sanctions or duty structure. Uh, let me give you an example. I was working on a product recently. Uh, now, this product was getting manufactured uh, in China, for example, at uh, uh, $100. Okay. Now, uh, but when it gets sold uh, to uh, country X, I will not name that, uh, then uh, 
they have a sanction um, there, which means that $100 product will have to be purchased at $125. Sure. There is a 25% sanction. Now, uh, while in India, because of whatever infrastructure reasons, uh, if you are able to manufacture the same product at, say, $110, we are still competitive. So, a lot of factors, not only the government in India is supporting, but a lot of international markets, a lot of uh, uh, companies and governments are looking at India as an option. So, this is the time to capitalize on this and grow our industry. This is really good. Everything that you said actually makes a lot of sense. We want to increase our self-reliance. We want to reduce the trade deficit. Uh, we're obviously leading a lot on our forex reserves uh, you know, to, to finance that trade deficit. And I think there's clearly an opportunity here for industries to look at India as a viable alternative. So it's not just industries in India, but you could say other countries that could actually rely on India to uh, to look at India as a manufacturing hub. And I think that that's really good, right? Um, yeah, and the best part I would add here is we have a humongous population here. Uh, that means local uh, consumption is much higher. Which means uh, I, I talk to a lot of my uh, customers. They they would launch their product in uh, U.S. or Canada or U.K. Uh, so, but but for them, success is when it works in India. Because if it can work in India, then it can work across. Because if you can make it successful in India, immediately they get huge volumes. That's clearly an advantage of population that we have and. Uh, Growing population in the younger bracket, uh, who is earning, who is willing to spend. So there is huge potential to come up with innovative products, to launch innovative products, and uh, we will find market here in India itself. We don't need to depend a lot. That's an icing on the cake, but we have our own market here in India to serve. A strong domestic economy is what you're saying. Absolutely. Is more than enough to help this industry take off. And as it takes off, uh, what we're going to see is basically a lot of jobs getting created, a lot of qualified engineers required in different facets of those operations. And I think for students, this is really good news. So there are students who are looking to study in India, there are students who are looking to study abroad. But the fact remains that India is a market which is growing. The domestic market is is really blossoming. And uh, the recent push that we've seen, you know, the, the entire structured way in which the government of India is is promoting the electronics manufacturing industry is uh, really heartening to see. Okay, so that's, I'm really happy that we had this discussion. I remember, you know, sometime back you had posted an article on LinkedIn, you know, and, you know, you're someone who's worked in IT and telecom. And, uh, you know, you were trying to kind of talk about uh, why a career in IoT or electronics manufacturing is uh, actually can be as interesting, if not more, than IT or telecom. So, could you maybe uh, jog your memory, go back to that article and tell us a few points that you made? Yeah, so if I recall that correctly, uh, the first point that I said was, uh, here you're building a physical product. So you can actually touch and feel uh, that product. And a lot like a software where you create some application uh, and then that gets hosted, someone downloads it. Uh, you're not there to uh, see how the usage happens. Right. Uh, but in this case, uh, you have something to hold, look, feel, see the transformation. Uh, that's the second point which I mentioned that you have to see the transformation and the kick you will get uh, to be part of this transformation, first to build a prototype, uh, first to uh, design the PCB. Uh, that's what we study traditionally in our <laughs> engineering colleges and not oh. 
many would uh, would be working in this space and that is what we should change we are a traditionally a superpower in uh, software software not so on uh, hardware but uh, mind you in hardware again we do very good work in designing but manufacturing uh, of a product is an area of improvement uh, to us so coming back uh, so the whole journey of first coming up with a prototype then doing an engineering validation build that's the second stage so you do another iteration then you do a design validation uh, that's the third uh, step that you build you build another product once again then you build a fourth iteration which is a production validation test to say that hey can this product be manufactured at scale and then you start churning out uh, units in in thousands and when you experience the whole process uh, this is not a one to one job it takes sometimes 9 months to an year to 12 months for the whole uh, journey to culminate and then once you see this uh, whole your design product getting manufactured tens or 20000s of those every month and uh, it it gets flourished across the market and people are using it every day that's the kick that you will not get in a software uh, industry i would say uh, uh, the third part is uh, largely what we covered earlier is is the nationalistic factor right okay. uh, where uh, we want to reduce our dependence uh, on external country we want to be self sufficient and uh, this is the right time Uh, because industry is flourishing there are a lot of opportunities uh, and this cuts across industry it is not just uh, electronics is applicable in defense industry it is there in consumer electronics it is there in logistics uh, you name it medical electronics uh, you name it everywhere you will find electronics so coming up with innovative products designing manufacturing there are a whole area right from on the business side to uh, to the uh, product design side to the mechanical engineering side to the packaging shipment logistics customs there is a whole whole piece involved in terms of job creation that this industry can do that is really good news and you know i i sense really good times ahead for the industry uh now obviously the industry wants to attract qualified people so that brings us to the next question you know what kind of qualifications what kind of educational backgrounds do students need if they're looking to become say an iot engineer or a developer okay so um let me cover this in two buckets one is sure. the print piece and other second is the manufacturing piece so uh, the design piece is largely similar to i would say software industry uh, because we need that similar kind of talent uh here we need people uh, who understand electronics and uh, for all the reasons uh, electronics basic electronics is a subject uh, in the first year or second year uh, of engineering so all engineers would typically have some exposure to electronics uh then uh, there are microcontrollers or ics involved you need an ability to program that so that's an embedded engineering uh, kind of a skill set that is required then there are skill sets such as designing a pcb uh, understanding about which component should go into the circuitry uh, so skill set around electronics skill set around programming i would say uh, is is a very good uh, factor for selection uh, on the design side and it's not just electronic design because as i said earlier it is iot is something which is bringing everything together there is a hardware software cloud integration everything together so we also need software engineers we also need cloud engineers so that's i would say a design area uh, 
kind of skill set purely i would say diploma engineers or um, or uh, uh, post graduate engineers or graduate engineers in the field of electronics mechanical uh, computer uh, definitely will make sense even telecom uh second area is on the manufacturing different side right. uh, so here uh, uh, we have uh, manufacturing uh, plant heads uh, who are basically managers who spend 15 20 years uh, who grown from uh, even soldering a component uh, or carrying out assembly activities of a product so there are iti um, engineers uh, iti kind of team is there after 10th uh, there is some kind of a vocational training that is taken up so what uh, are the people whom we employ uh, for carrying out assembly work sorting work uh, who work in the area of building a mass scale units uh, then uh, we have uh, supply chain engineers who are working with various suppliers to procure a particular component uh, who also have skill set of negotiation uh, managing the inventory warehousing then the third bucket would be uh, smt engineers so so the whole process uh, uh, of mounting of components onto the pcb is called as an smt process surface mounting technology so we, there are some specialized engineers who can, who are capable of handling such kind of an activity because every electronic device would need to undergo this kind of an smt process sure. so there are the special uh, engineers who can perform that activity uh, then custom duty packaging uh handling uh, all those are some other segment when it comes to mass scale manufacturing so those are the buckets i would put a design area which is purely engineering driven and uh, on the manufacturing side which is a multi dimensional skill set around manufacturing and um, uh, supply chain management and customs and also a layer uh, which i would put as a business layer which is aspects related to sales related to marketing market research business development Uh, partnership alliances strategy uh, uh, and and these kind of they cut across now this is the layer when it is very easy for other industry to come and play a role uh, who do not have a strong i would say an embedded uh, experience so that's an entry point for someone who is very in, uh, interested has got a lot of experience already in other industries but want to enter into manufacturing that's a space but someone who is uh, who is new who is a student right now and wanting to choose a path i would put them across uh, in these two buckets one on the design side and one on the manufacturing side so i i, I like the way you kind of really flesh this out in a lot of detail you know and uh, while the industry is growing it it really needs qualified people what you've done is you've systematically broken it down into two buckets having that extra support layer which is the business functions uh, of sales marketing strategy business development but you've done a really good job in detailing what you would need on the design side what you would need on the manufacturing side so i like to say a big thank you and i think to the listeners and viewers who are tuning into this show uh, i'm sure they'll really appreciate uh, a very deep dive that you've done this deep dive that you've done talking about how the people the industry needs people and the kind of skill sets and the kind of backgrounds that uh, you know would be required so that's really nice some awesome and, and one message that i would like to give to someone who's sure sure aspiring or, or or is on the verge of selecting an industry uh, is to get your uh, industry right to get uh, um, get the area of work right because 
डोंट गो आफ्टर सैलरी और 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 द पर्स दैट यू माइट गेट इन सम ऑफ द लार्ज कंपनीज बट इफ यू वॉन्ट टू क्रिएट एन इम्पैक्ट इफ यू वॉन्ट टू एन्जॉय वॉट यूर डूइंग एंड कंटिन्यू टू डू दैट इन फिफ्टीन ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी फाइव ईयर्स ऑफ योर करियर दैन इट इज इम्पॉर्टेंट टू चूज द राइट इंडस्ट्री एंड एंड द राइट रोल डोंट गो आफ्टर सैलरी दैट्स माई मैसेज टू यंग पीपल बिकॉज सैलरी विल ऑलवेज पिक अप यू नो इन फोर फाइव ईयर्स यू विल ऑलवेज बी ऑन एन एवरेज और हायर बट इफ यूर लाइकिंग वॉट यूर डूइंग यू विल यू विल एन्जॉय योर वर्क सो दैट्स द मैसेज दैट आई वॉन्ट टू गिव टू स्टूडेंट्स हु आर ऑन वर्ज ऑफ सेलेक्टिंग अ करियर awesome that's an excellent note to wrap the show and thank you so much for making time to come here ashish uh you know we really enjoyed hosting you and we look forward to hosting you again where we're going to kind of discuss a little bit more about iot and electronics manufacturing so thanks thanks for that awesome thank you amit for uh, having me here i really enjoyed i hope you enjoyed today's session i'm happy to say that we're going to be welcoming ashish once again back to the zista podcast to continue the conversation on IoT and electronics manufacturing. If you like what you've been listening to, we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and yes, you can most certainly catch the audio version of the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Spotify. Our handle is the Zista Podcast. Till we meet again, we'd say stay curious. Stay curious.